The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. The one thing a lot of people don't see is the frustration on the sidelines on uh, the other players as well. Um, I look at that. I see that. I feel that. You know, the, the guys want want to win. And, and right now, where his development is, I think our best shot to win now is with guys that have been in the system. And that's what I'm doing. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That was Ron Rivera yesterday in what was very much a train wreck of a press conference for the new head coach in Washington. It's a Sports Fix Thursday. Tommy's here uh, on the phone from the Outer Banks of North Carolina, where he has sent out, once again, another very pleasant and pleasing and relaxing picture. Now, this one did not get the same number of likes, and I can tell you why if you want me to tell you why, but let me describe it first. You're holding a cold beer. You're sitting in a restaurant at a table. You've got a plate with a with a cheeseburger. Um, it, what, is that... Is that just a regular cheeseburger, or is that cheese melted over an egg on top of the burger? No, that's a regular cheeseburger. Okay, I, I didn't think you were that brave. Um, you've got French fries on your plate, uh, a big smile, a Tyson Holyfield hat on, and this one is pleasant, don't get me wrong, but it didn't get the same feedback that your other one did because the other one had the beautiful view of the ocean. In yes. the background, that whenever you see pictures with water, with beautiful blue ocean water in particular, I think even more so than lake water or a stream, the ocean water is the most relaxing um, picture. The sound of the ocean and the waves—that why do you, that's the most popular, you know, sound that people like to fall asleep to—is the sound do have, of ocean. Do you have a sound. Do you have a sound machine? So we did for years. It broke like a year ago, and we haven't replaced it. Oh, okay, because we have one. It's a new addition. Yeah, and we uh, need to I get like a new it. one. I, I like it, uh, and uh, one of the sounds are waves slapping up. It's my favorite uh, on, one. On the shore. Would yeah. you rather hear waves or a stream or a brook trickling? You know, uh, that sound, which is also a relaxing sound. A lot of people like the sound of rain. Rain is one of those sounds that is very soothing. 
and help sleep. I like this sound. Well, I like the real sound of the ocean with the ocean breeze coming through a window somewhere. That's always nice. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'd rather fall asleep to the soothing sound of your voice. Oh, that's so nice. That's very nice. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, your picture on Tuesday, it's Thursday, right? So your picture on Tuesday was um, liked by 259 people, and your picture yesterday has only been liked by 110 people. So I think the yeah, water... Well, it's kind of a repeat. I mean, I can't... Yeah, you know, true. at some point, posting pictures of me drinking beer, <laughs> it's, it's going to get old. Do you know what, you though? Know? What's so... better than that? That, that being seated on vacation with water in the background and a cold beer in front of you? Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. We were in Manteo, uh, the small little town where Andy Griffith used to live for years. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was Mayberry. There. You know, he was born in he was born in, in Mount Airy. Mount Pilot or Mount Airy? Mount Airy. Okay. Which which Mayberry was kind of patterned after, but he spent m- much of his adult life living in Manteo on a big seventy acre complex mm-hmm. and uh it's a beautiful like like a lot of towns it's a beautiful uh seaside town uh and we had a great time yesterday weather was like 79 degrees and sunny so uh and today we're going to uh look at the sand dunes oh good uh and uh you know hang gliding is big down here so i'm thinking of trying it you know um so you're in where are you kill devil hills yes so um I, I know that is the Outer Banks. I don't I don't know where it is in relation to where. There was like a three- or four-year period. The kids were young. We went to Kerala like two years into Duck, which is right next to Kerala, two years. I love that whole area. The problem is it's a long-ass drive to it get down there. It took us five and a half hours. Yeah, well, if you're going down there in the summer where there's beach traffic, it can be yeah. six and a half yeah, I, I could see that. But it really is. I could see that. It, it's and beautiful down there. We're also going to Duck, I think, today, too, because they've got a nice boardwalk and nice downtown shops. And- yeah, Duck is very, very lovely. Um, I'm looking at the map now. I see where Manteo is. And, yeah, you see, you're just south of, of Duck. Yeah, it's that yeah. it's that road that comes into Route 12 or whatever, which is the, you know, the true Outer Banks road that is separated. You know, ba- there's water on both sides of the road, basically. Yeah. Um, and that, where you are, Nags Head is south of you according to this map and then yeah duck and then Kerala is further north um this hurricane is well it's a gulf hurricane so i i i don't know where it travels once it gets to um the u.s mainland if it's going up near us or not i really haven't actually followed uh, that usually that's something i like to follow anyway um nice picture follow tommy on twitter uh, at tom Lavero. He's having another vacation. This guy gets more vacation than anybody I know. Um, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, you, you know what? You've earned it after all these years. You're such a generous boss. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's me that's giving you vacation. Uh, that would be funny. Um, so, well, uh, you know, we spent time on the show shortly after the Dwayne Haskins news that not only was he being benched, but he was being demoted. And then we got a chance to listen to old Riverboat Ron 
Um, Riverboat Ron didn't keep it short. There was nothing short about his press conference. You just heard one of the sound bites and maybe the um, sound bite coming in where, you know, basically he took his quarterback, he stood him up, and he said, you can either take this bus standing up or you can lie down, but either way, I'm going to run you over with it. And he did, and then he backed up over him again um, a couple of times, as did Scott Turner. And, of course, you know, there was a lot of, as Barry's Verluga wrote this morning, a lot of window dressing, you know, in cliche, oh, this could be good for him, and, you know, sitting back and getting a chance, oh, he's got an NFL arm. Um, But, Tommy, um, you know, the bottom line for me, uh, and I want everybody to understand this, it's over. Dwayne Haskins is not playing in Washington again. There is, I mean, when I say that, could Kyle Allen get injured and Alex Smith come in and get injured and Steven Montez get injured? Because I bet you Montez gets a, another shot before Haskins does. And then Haskins is on the roster because they haven't traded him yet and he goes in there, yes. But he is not going to be on this roster in 2021. If you people didn't get that from not just the benching but the demotion to third string, inactive, where there's no chance to even think about getting him reps to develop him in, in practice, um, then you're then you're missing it. Yesterday was the culmination of what I believe is the biggest problem with this organization, the owner. The owner and the owner's conversation with Ron Rivera that at some point probably last December – you know, went, um, hey, Ron, you know, what do you think of Dwayne? You like him, right? You, you like him. He went to Bullis. My son went to Bullis in Potomac. He went to the same school. We love Dwayne. You love Dwayne, right, Ron? Right, Ron? You love Dwayne. Well, Mr. Snyder, for $8 million a year, I can learn to like him. And at the very least, I like him enough to give him a shot. That's all, Ron. That's all I want you to do because you're my man. You're a good man. You're a decent man. And we're going to create coach-centric here in D.C. You're the, you're the guy. You're going to run my franchise, and you're going to give Dwayne a fair shot. And once you do, you'll see. You'll see he'll prove it to you. You're, you're, you're going to love him. You're going to love him. Tommy, this was a total charade. A total sham. And this is what bothers me more than anything else. It's time for somebody to man up and say, hey, hey, Danny, you know, hey, friend, not mister, not sir. Uh, If you want me, we're doing it my way. And I don't like this guy. He can't play. I I don't see it, and I'm not going to waste one second. If you hire me, I'm going to trade him. That's going to be the goal, and I'm either going to draft Tua or there's a guy down in Charlotte that we like as a young kid. We're going to trade a fifth or a sixth for him, and we'll give him a shot, and we'll address quarterback next offseason. But that's not what happens here, um, and it doesn't happen here and because of the owner. And, and, and the one thing I would say, Tommy, you know, I, I said this on radio this morning. And you've been a part of it and a big part of it. And it's been a big part of what I've enjoyed about doing this over the years is having these conversations and these debates and these, you know, these conversations, you and me or you and me and callers and, 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 and just have, they're cute. They're fun. They're diversions in our lives. They deal with something that I like. I mean, football, I love football. I love talking about football. You know, should they have called timeouts or why didn't they throw the ball down the field more? or Why didn't they draft a tight end? But let's understand why we're here. We are here for one reason and one reason owner, uh, one reason only, and it's the owner. 
It's Mr. Snyder. Okay. Mr. Snyder is the owner of a team that will never, ever, 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 ever be good as long as he owns it. It's a rotting franchise from the top down, and it has been for a long time. God help us if he doesn't sell the team because we're going to live through this for the rest of our lives. I, my, I, I quoted you this morning, and I, it's one of my favorite quotes from you over the last few years because it's so spot-on accurate. The day that they cut DJ Swearinger, when you said, when you said if they really wanted to punish him, they wouldn't have cut him. They would have made him stay. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't have a choice. We're here. They can't trade us. We can't go to another team. We could, but the sentence we've been serving is unfair. It's unjust. And I I guess we can hope and pray at this point that maybe there will be another post story that comes out that will produce something that Roger Goodell will think he can sell to the other 31 owners, or maybe Beth Wilkinson's investigation will reveal something indisputable that allows the commissioner to go to the other owners and say, this is it, we can get him out now. Um, But if he doesn't sell the team, they're never going to win. They'll have an, you know, an occasional bright spot, and we'll still be here having the cute conversations we've had for, for you know, 17, 18 years together. It's fine. I'm not going to stop having football conversations, but we need to understand the disclaimer. It ain't going to work with him. Like Tommy, I said this morning, I think I've used this line before on the podcast with you because you can appreciate this. One of my favorite scenes from one of the greatest sitcom episodes of all time, The Dinner Party, you and I are big Office fans, Yes, is is when Jan's in the kitchen with Pam and Angela, and Jan says to Pam, you know, when you used to date Michael, and Pam like hesitates and, what? What are you saying? And then Pam says to Jan, no, 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 you don't understand. I have never, I will never, ever, never, ever, <laughs> never, never, never date Michael. That's never, ever happened. And it's the same thing with Snyder. His way will never, ever, 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 never work. It's There's no chance. He's the current worst owner in the NFL. He's the, one of the worst owners in sports. And he's ruined what me and many of you who are listening have used to love so much. But that's like that's like years ago. And these coaches that come here and take the money and tell Dan what he wants to hear is just another indication. And I think what we saw here was a major sham. It was a charade. It was an exercise the last few months. They, Ron and Scott, were not Dwayne Haskins guys. But because this was going to be a developmental year, they figured, eh, we'll prove it to Dan in the first four games. We'll give him sort of a fair shot. Um, and they, it's not like they had a great solution necessarily. And four games into it, you know, they 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 use these standings as a as a way to say, hey, you know, we we're in this division. If Dallas had been four and zero and Philly had been three and one, I think this would have lasted. The charade would have gone on another four or five weeks. But it is over, people. Over. Dwayne Haskins is not going to be on this roster in 2021. And personally, I think they should trade him before the trade deadline. Get rid of him now. You don't want this going into the offseason. You know, they know how they feel. 
for whatever reason, they may be right wrong. I, and, and we don't know what the reasons are because we're not there. It, it certainly wasn't based on four games and 262 snaps because that is an unfair way to evaluate a player. No one thinks that that's fair and long enough. So it's clearly something else. And let me just end with this before you go on your, uh, your rant here about what you heard yesterday. Ron has every right to do what he did. Every right. He can have the gut feel after spending a little bit of time with Dwayne and maybe even before you know reviewing him on tape and maybe talking to guys like Gruden and others. He can say, he's not my guy. I am not going to invest in this. That's fine. I just don't know why it didn't happen a month and a half ago. Why we had to waste everybody's time here. You're only going to give Dwayne Haskins a legit chance if there's something there you believe in, something there you think you can develop, something there that you think is worth the wait. In your words, whether something there that makes the juice worth squeezing. And it's not for them, and that's fine. I just don't know why we had to go through all of this. I do know well, why. It's hold, the owner. To hold the owner's hand. Yes, and he that's why. His, he had to hold his hand. And that's why we're doomed. Doomed. Yeah. Look, this is this is why I always would, when, like, uh, I mean, for the past 10 years, I've always referred to the Surgeon General's warning. And when we talk about how, how good this player is or how great this coach could be or wouldn't it be great if they did this or if they won a couple of games, I always say, let me read you the Surgeon General's warning. It doesn't matter who coaches this team. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback for this team. It just doesn't matter as long as Dan Snyder owns the team. That is... It's proven more and more every single day. But, you know, and and Rivera has the right, like you said, to do everything he did. But he's all over the place. I mean, he he is. I mean, what you know, he he talked about this thing uh, that I heard from the players early on, just before the season, that they're tired of losing. For 10 years, this team's been kicked around. Enough's enough. What players have been here for 10 years? Where where are the players on this team who have suffered through years of losing? You about, know, I mean, I don't I, I mean there's a handful of them. But uh yeah, I mean, I I I'd be more impressed if he said the fans, you know, who have suffered well, through he asked through decades. The, he asked the fans, Tommy, and the media to support them about a month ago, remember? Let's not focus on the negative. We, we've got some nice young uh, players here. We, we're looking forward, and we need your support. He, he asked for everybody's support. And then on Dwayne, it was only a week and a half, two weeks ago, he said, well, of course he's going to play. What do you think? He's going to learn play, uh, being on the scout team? You know, th- there's been a lot of mixed messages, and it's all because when you go down the path of not being honest in a hundred percent honest with everybody and yourself and you're playing this little game of you know i told him i told him that i would try to make this work i know it's not going to work 
then you you end up you know coming up with all these different things that don't that 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 are trying to cover or trying to move the the conversation in a different direction. I mean, the players. I mean, for him to say that the the players on the sidelines, you know, that he's that that the other fifty two guys was another comment that came that he that he owes something to them. I mean, that is a that's a roll the bus over Dwayne Haskins. The, 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 those are the, that those kinds of comments. I mean, how about the other 52 players on the sideline when your head coach is throwing in the towel in back-to-back weeks by not calling timeouts, by admitting publicly that this is a developmental year, that this is this is a process. And now all of a sudden, uh, and, and all this and, and you're throwing in-game quizzes at yes. this guy. I yes. mean, I'll tell you, I'm a Ron Rivera fan. I was a Ron Rivera fan at Carolina. I was pleased with the hire. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a decent man. I think when you come here, all the other bullshit that you have to put up with. And by the way, he's sick too. Let's not forget that. Yes. And and um, yesterday for him, it, like the, the, I mean, he couldn't get it right on the games. Like he's like if Dwayne goes, I looked at the first four games and I thought if we went two and four. Well, that's six games, Coach, okay? You meant two two and two. I mean, somebody should have quickly corrected him. Um, and they, they it was funny because in the transcript they wrote two four four, like he was saying two for four. Like if we go two for four, like if we win two out of the four, but he was saying two and four, whatever. Um, it's a bunch of losers in the organization everywhere, and it's been that way for years. Um, I, I hope that some of the people there that are there who I like, I hope they succeed, but, but they'll end up, you know, being somewhere else because the, pl- the pl- good people don't stay, um, in this place. But, um, to, to say some of the things about the two and two, well, if Dwayne, if, if we'd gotten one more, I think Dwayne would still be the quarterback. Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> Because it, you would have like been too. Said, if they had, if they hadn't won any games, would Dwayne be the quarterback? I, I think. By the way, I think that the media did a pretty good job with him. I don't know how you felt. There was one question that I think should have been asked, and that one question is, um, you know, actually a couple that you would have followed up on is, um, will if it doesn't go well here over the next couple of weeks and you fall out of contention. You know, let's just say you're one and five, one and six. Will Dwayne have a chance to get back into the developmental role as your quarterback? Um, and also, the bottom line is the most jarring thing of the whole day yesterday is he wasn't benched. He was demoted to third string. Like that is, you know, that is see you later. We have no no desire anymore to see you develop. We're, we're done with that. And then the Alex Smith thing is a whole other thing. I mean, oh my I, I God. can't believe he's going to play. I I, I I was told by somebody in the know um, that this could be a bridge to Alex. I just don't believe it. I, I don't believe it, Tommy. I just don't believe Alex Smith is going to play. But he could on Sunday. Yes, absolutely he could. Now let me ask you this. Uh, you're a big, you've always been a big believer of, uh, not looking at the schedule to really make judgments as to what you can do and can't do. Yes. Uh, but that's what Ron Rivera is doing here, right? Yeah. I just think that he's using it as a convenient way to shelve Dwayne earlier than he would have. 
he knew in August or maybe even in January that Dwayne Haskins was not going to be the quarterback of this franchise. And I think, by the way, Scott Turner feels even more strongly about this, just so everybody understands that. Turner, as a first-year offensive coordinator, and by the way, you can question his credentials for making this you know, early evaluation, um, which is fine because they may be wrong on this. Um, the, uh, I think they, they certainly didn't want him to quarterback any longer than he had to. But um, they use this as a way to to make the decision quicker, and to be able to say to Dan, "Look, and you know, and by the way, there's there's a there's that uh, quote at the end of the um, he's asked about whether or not he talked to Snyder, and his first part of the answer is, I don't tell anybody what I'm thinking. I don't want anybody to think people are telling me what to do. I thought about this as we were beginning to go into the beginning of the year, and I looked at the schedule." And I said, wow, our first games are very telling. So he was already thinking about it. But then he comes back in the same um, answer and says, um, and says uh, now, I did talk to Mr. Snyder. I explained to him what I wanted to do. I explained to him why I wanted to do it, and he was very supportive. He told me, Ron, it's your football team. Those decisions you're going to make, you're going to live with those decisions. And I said, yes, sir, I am. And then he said, well, I'm all supportive and I'm all behind you 100%. That's it. So initially he says, I don't need to talk to anybody about it. And then he says, oh, well, I did talk to Mr. Snyder um, and call him sir in the process. Uh, you know, I, people are going to get on me about it. He's from a military thing. I just personally don't understand how somebody who's older than somebody else refers to him as Mr. And why somebody would want an older person to refer to them as Mr. That's just me. And by the way, I grew up very much. Yes, sir. No, sir. Mr. This, the whole thing. And, and, and taught that way. But I think you get to a point where you're in your 50s, and if a guy's older than you, even if he works for you, hey, my name's Kevin. My name's Dan. You're Ron. I'm, I'm Dan. But that's not what we have, obviously. People couldn't even look at him in the building, you know, when they were walking past him. Um, anyway. Uh, what, what if, what if, what about the possibility that people have brought up uh, – if if the, if Rivera had been looking at the schedule, let's say way before the season started, and thought of this, why wouldn't they have gone out and signed Cam Newton? Well, because signing Cam Newton would be an admission that you're not going to give Dwayne a shot, a chance, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. And and I do think that the whole Cam Newton injury thing had something to do with it. And let me throw out one other possibility there, Tommy. Because I, 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 I think that there's some truth to this, um, but I don't think I said it on the radio show because I just didn't get around to saying it. I don't know that Cam would have come here. I think Cam's opportunity with Josh McDaniels was much more appealing to him than his opportunity with Scott Turner. Yeah, and I think I think he knew New England, Washington too, but right. but often I, I think yeah. that he knew that 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 was going to be coming. Yeah, I think he knew I, I that, think that, that, that that was in play. That was 
Yeah. That's right. But I think even if he didn't have a lot of other options or had lesser or, or you know, something equivalent in terms of, you know, a starting job with a team that wasn't going to be very good, you know, I'm not so sure that Turner was somebody he completely believed in. Now, I'm not knocking Scott Turner. I actually thought he called a, called a really good game Sunday. And I think he's proven here in the first four weeks that he can design a game plan around what his players do best. You know, the problem is he's been limited a little bit. and But the bottom line for, for the trade for Kyle Allen, a fifth rounder, was Kyle Allen's got an advocate here. He is an advocate in, in Scott Turner and Ron Rivera, but really Scott Turner. Scott wanted to bring in a guy that he was comfortable with so, then, that, so when the charade, the sham – of of you know t- proving to Mr. Snyder that we're going to give uh, Dwayne a shot that they had somebody here that they'd be comfortable with because not only could you say that about Cam Newton Tommy you could say that about Tua you know you could say if they were absolutely convinced that Haskins wasn't the guy which I believe is probably true what about Tua well Tua would have been you know a massive indicator that they don't believe in Dwayne. You don't draft the quarterback number two overall and then say, oh, but we're going to give Dwayne a chance. So, you know, uh, what now? Let's say the season. Let's I mean, look, I mean, he is called Riverboat Ron. And, you know, I mean, this didn't just pop into his head. But but to make the move now when he thinks they have a chance and I don't think it's a realistic chance, but he thinks he have a chance to maybe win a warped division with like maybe even a seven, eight and one record or a six and 10 record or who knows what, uh, you know, I understand how doing that would really help Ron Rivera get off to a very solid start with the fan base here in Washington. Like I I said before, the best thing that Ron Rivera could have is early success to cement his place among the fan base as as a a powerful figure, as the guy with the say in that organization. Now, let's say it goes the other way. Let's say the season really goes south. And they went. They went three games again, if or or four at the at the outset total. Has he done himself damage? Yeah, there's some risk here. Cooley po- pointed this out on the podcast yesterday. There is risk that Ron's taking because, regardless of how you feel about Dwayne, nobody's super excited about Kyle Allen. So if Kyle Allen comes in and promptly soils himself, and they're one and eight in five weeks. And then Alex comes in and gets, you know, it, it looks like the you check down Alex from the year before and and, and isn't very good. He, he's gonna he's gonna look bad for not have t- not using the developmental opportunity to see what Dwayne had. But again, like I don't. So yes, I mean he would be he would be crucified by the fans. He would be crucified by the media, and then he's got to worry about what old Mister Snyder thinks now. On the other side, the flip side, if Kyle Allen comes in and they start winning games against the Giants, not a big, you know, not a big win. But if he comes in and beats the Rams on Sunday and plays well, and then they get on a roll and somehow they actually do make the playoffs, he's going to look really good. 
And and then again, I'm going to then ask the question: You knew this all along. Why didn't you just man up and start him in Week One? Because maybe we would have had it, you know, uh, another home game instead of just one home game. Whatever. I mean, just the thought of that is ridiculous. They're not going to win the division. I mean, come on. Dallas and Philly are better. You know, Philly's banged up, but right. I mean, eventually the talent will will prove that out. Dallas is know? good and, enough and, to and have now, a to win and, seven games, and they're going to fire Mike Nolan at some point and hire a defensive yeah. coordinator, right? Who and and that will jumpstart them a little bit defensively. Yeah, everyone's going to find their level at some point. I think I don't think they're they're they the Washington football team is on the verge of one of those accidental good seasons. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't. You know, uh, it's funny because I think there, this was the, the the standings allowed for him to do this now, um, and at the same time, some of the things he was doing leading up to now were almost suspiciously you know, uh, reeking of a setup, you know, the in-game quiz, the throwing in the towel in two back-to-back weeks, um, pointing to a record of one and three and saying, well, if he had been two and two, well, you know, if you had actually tried to win some of these games, maybe you would have been two and two, but probably not. But this idea that some of our fans have, I'm just telling everybody that, oh, well, you know, and it's 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 positioned in a few ways. Number one is there is an opportunity, and they can do something in this division. Okay. Number two is uh, they're they're going to let Kyle Allen come in and beat the snot out of the Giants. I got news for you. They're not sweeping the Giants. Okay. The Giants. It's not like they're a lot better than the Giants. I've watched the Giants two three games against the Steelers in the opener, against the Bears, and a little bit of uh, against the Rams. They're not. They're not terrible. And by the way, Daniel Jones isn't terrible either. I, I don't think he's terrible. I, I see something in him. I saw something in Dwayne. I got a lot of push I got a lot of feedback, Tommy, with are you really disappointed because you've really been touting Dwayne? And I'm like, yeah, I am. I am disappointed. I'm but I'm disappointed for a few reasons. I'm disappointed that A, I don't think he got a fair shot, but I concede that I don't really know if he got a fair shot because I'm not there in practice. Right. I'm not, I don't know what the reasons were. The reasons weren't four games and 262 no. snaps. They're much deeper no. than that. And I and I do think it's fair that they get to do what they want to do. I just wish they had done it sooner. Um, but I'm also, um, I'm also a little bit uh, disappointed at the way Dwayne played this year because – even if he had this sense from the beginning that they wanted Kyle Allen, which wouldn't surprise me at all, and that he wasn't getting the support or the you know advocacy of somebody there, which he hasn't had since he got here, right? He got here last year, the coaches, coaching staff and the football people didn't want him, just the owner. Even the interim coach really didn't want him. And then this coaching staff inherited him, and it's clear now, four weeks into the season, they didn't want him. You know, everybody needs uh, you know an advocate. Everybody, every it it doesn't mean that that Ron may not have taken the job and loved Dwayne. I mean, Matt Lafleur took the job and loved Aaron. Why would why would you care if you got the job and Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback? Yeah. But when it comes to you know unproven's and unknowns from our standpoint, he has the right to do all that. But Dwayne just didn't get a fair shake here. I don't think 
I would be surprised if anybody really strongly debated that. No one's been an advocate for him. No one's tried to say, you're my guy, and we're going to develop you, and we're going to scheme around your strengths and weaknesses, and we believe in you. We believe in you. Nobody's done that. So, well, uh, the so worst, do you think that, uh, not the worst thing, but in terms of his NFL career, the one team that hurt him the most going to when he was drafted was his hometown team. Oh, no doubt. This was the worst place for him to land. The <laughs> it worst. It really was. But let me there, – there, It's there, unbelievable. There's one one other part that I'm disappointed at, and I was, I was leading into it, which is I think Dwayne could have done more. I think that the competitor and the urgency that I saw at the end of last year in particular, the playmaking ability that was a surprise to me, I didn't see that this year. You know, I didn't see him look desperate. I didn't see him, you know, he made some big throws. Look, the one game they won in the division that all of a sudden is a big opportunity for Riverboat Ron was won in part because Dwayne made some big throws with the game tied late. You know, two back-to-back third-down throws that moved the chains that ultimately led to a touchdown that gave him a 24-17 lead in the fourth quarter. Don't forget that. You know, there were moments this year where he wasn't terrible. You know, he wasn't terrible on Sunday against Baltimore. I'm not suggesting he played a great game because of the statistics, because I don't think he did. But he was better than he was against Cleveland. By the way, as a quick aside... I do now believe and think that I know for certain that had he turned the ball over a bunch of times against Baltimore, he would have gotten benched in the middle of that game. The Ian Rappaport uh, story before that game about, you know, if he plays poorly that you could see Kyle Allen today, I think was was true. But, you know, in that Philadelphia game, he had – um, I'm looking at it right now. Third and eight, and he threw to Logan Thomas first down. Third and nine, he throws a, a, a dart on a slant to Inman first down. Thir- you know, fourth and you know, uh, third and two, he scrambles a little bit, gets it back. Could have been like a six-yard loss on that play, and he made a really good play to get back to the line of scrimmage to set up with the fourth and one, which was the Peyton Barber, uh, remember, um, uh, play for the first down, and and they they took the lead. They they took the lead, and they won they won the game. Uh, is he? I've never said to anybody. Uh, I think he's the next Aaron Rodgers or the next Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Just like I never said that about Kirk Cousins either. People like to say that I said that. I never did. What I thought about Kirk Cousins was true and accurate, and that is, I saw a guy that could be a consistent top half of the league starter. That's true. Not debatable anymore. I saw that in Dwayne last year. I saw a guy that wasn't going to be elite, wasn't going to be, you know, a massive difference maker, but a guy that had the talent and the ability and the competitive level to be a top half of the league starting quarterback. And I would just suggest that the story hasn't been completely written on that yet, just because geniuses, you know, Rivera and Turner have decided he's not the guy. But to be fair, Gruden, who is an offensive guy and understands quarterback play, he didn't see it in Dwayne either. So you got two staffs now back-to-back. Remember what we said about Griffin, right, Tommy? Shanahan staff didn't see it. The Gruden staff didn't see it. At some point, it might be the player. Yeah, yeah, at, at, at some point, it, 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 it might be the player. I mean, you know, you talked about the way Dwayne played in that first game. I, I just can't get over 
the reality that if he didn't play as well, he'd still be the, they wouldn't have won, and he'd probably still be the starter. At 0-4? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they wouldn't have had a chance to they, get back into yeah. the division race? Yeah. I, I think they'd be farther away from the division <laughs> race, and, and, and they'd be saying, well, there's no point in changing it. We're not playing for anything now. Now, if, if, if this pays off for Rivera, it, it builds him up in the fan base big time. I mean, this is the kind of thing I was talking about. You know, I mean, maybe a little bit less than what I was talking about. But still, this is the kind of thing, if it works for him and Kyle Allen plays well and they start winning games and they're competing at the end of the year for some kind of, of shot in, in the playoffs and NFC East title, then he will have built up a lot of goodwill among what's left of the Washington fan base. And, uh, you know, I mean, in that sense, I think I understand it's a calculated risk because the other option is to, you know, I mean, to to be like every other team that have, like like he said, in a way, uh, you know, they're tired of losing here. Well, another year of of 4-12, and uh, isn't going to do anybody any good, development or not. It certainly isn't going to do uh, Ron Rivera any good. Uh, so this is, I mean, they call him Riverboat Ron, and this is a risk that uh, I think could pay off for him. I don't disagree with that. I think that uh, I, I think that if they were to make a run here, he'd look genius. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and and he'd be he'd be considered the savior. They'd be holding virtual parades for him. You know what's funny, Tommy? As you were saying that, I was thinking, remember the conversation at the beginning of last year? We all said, would it be better for Jay Gruden to start Haskins 16 games and go 5-11, and but maybe have an upward arrow at the end of the year with his total focus on developing Dwayne rather than making the playoffs versus having a chance starting Case Keenum, you know, to go or Colt McCoy to go eight and eight or nine and seven and eke out a wild card. In the bottom line is it would have been much better for, you know, Jay Gruden if he had any aspirations of being a head coach beyond twenty nineteen to have said, We're going with Dwayne. I, I believe in what the owner did here. I believe in what our, you know, he wouldn't have said it that way. I believe in what, what we did here, and we're going with Dwayne. I, this kid's got something, and, and to stick with it for 16 games, he might still be here. Yeah, he might. He might, he might, he might have not gotten fired. I mean, Bruce might still be here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's what, but, but that's just, you know, that's just an illustration of what it takes to, you know, sort of be in favor. Um, I mean, look, we're here because the owner went in on draft day 2019 and trumped his football people and actually yes. wanted to trade up to get this guy. And, and here's the thing. You know, there's so many outsiders, like NFL outsiders. Lewis Riddick was critical. Uh, others have been critical that Dwayne was not treated fairly, that he never had the support he needed. What were they supposed to do when, if you're Jay Gruden and the owner comes in and and usurps everybody 
in the football organization and tells you this is your quarterback moving forward. You're just supposed to suck it up and swallow it? I know. It's true. I mean, Riddick's got a – see, I remember Riddick's words. First of all, Riddick was absolutely ridiculous when he said that they ruined Dwayne Haskins by putting him into the Giant game last year. That, that's stupid because he's the backup quarterback. I mean, he's if the backup quarterback's going to play if somebody gets banged up, hurt, or is really inept as, as Keenum had been, right? It was Keenum in that game. Yes. Um, but – I understand the point uh, about coming into an organization without somebody thinking that it being on board with it. Somebody in your day to day, you know, the people that are really responsible for the development, for your growth, and those people having zero interest in it, and the, and it was set up that way because the owner is is all look. You can say the same thing about Alex Smith. Do you think Jay Gruden wanted Alex Smith? No. I mean, Bruce oh, Smith I mean, gave him Alex press Smith. Conference when they introduced him. <laughs> right. I mean, my God, it, it was it was ridiculous how distasteful this was for him. Right. So, I mean, and, and that's Alex Smith. You know, that, that's not a, a rookie quarterback. Alex Smith actually had a resume. Um, but it wasn't, you know, Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder knowing absolutely nothing about football. Just figured, oh well, you know, we got we got to make people forget about this Kirk Cousins debacle. Let's get ourselves some Alex Smith. Jay can work with Alex. Never even asked Alex. Uh, never even asked Jay. It was a surprise to Doug and everybody else there. Uh, look, it, it just continues um, the, the the shit show that this place has been. But the the Lewis Riddick thing, it is fair. It is fair to look at Dwayne's situation and say, um. He hasn't been. He hasn't had a chance here because there isn't anybody here that has had his best interest in mind. There isn't anybody here that's felt it was worth investing the time to get to an answer. No one's. But that's that's not their fault. I mean, that, 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 I, mean I, I know it's people, not. It, but mean, it's not his fault either. It's not his fault. It's the it's the owner's fault. fault. Yeah, it's all the owner's fault. Right. I mean, the people who didn't want Dwayne, the people who didn't, you know, give Dwayne the support, they didn't want him. Right. They didn't want him here. Yes. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it, the, the point is here is that, you know, first of all, it's like we, we can go back historically through this. Right. And let's do that um, right after this word from one of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I mean, Tommy, think about just every single coach, pretty much, that has come in here has had the challenge of having to deal with a quarterback that was here that the owner was infatuated with, all right, except for Jim Zorn. Um, Marty Schottenheimer comes in and Jeff George is here, and he's got a young Dan Snyder to deal with, and Marty's the one that handled it best. Marty was this, the one that said, uh, Vinny's not allowed in my building. Fred Drasner, your minority owner, that parking spot that you've got his name on, that's done. That spot's for players and coaches. coaches. And after one game, he told Dan that Jeff George is a loser, and I'd rather rebuild and try to win with Tony Banks and Kent Graham. You know, I, before, I'll, I'll let Kent Graham and Tony Banks with one audible take snaps before I let your loser take another snap for me he's the only other he was the only one that just came out right away and said men there's a glean here and Dan you don't you don't know what you're talking about you hired me I'm gonna do it and of course after a year it wasn't any fun for Dan then Spurrier comes in and it's Patrick Ramsey Look at look at what I got you Steve I got you Patrick Ramsey I went down I worked him out myself and their Spurrier had to sit through this Patrick Ramsey guy when he knew there was no chance. Even Joe had to come in and at least give Ramsey a shot. And Ramsey lasted a half in the opener against the uh, uh, in the uh, the Bears game in 2005. Um, but really, he brought Brunel in. I mean, Gibbs had his own choice there. Um, then we had Mike. What happens three hours after Mike's hired? Hey, we got you Donovan McNabb. I, know, I mean, I know. you know, and then, of course, uh, Mike, look what we got you. We got you RG3. Now, Mike was on board with that, but in 2013, the all-in for week one, you know, the Nike campaign, the the uh, uh, self-produced documentary, and I, you and I have talked about this many times. I've told Mike this before. I, I've told him, you should have gone to Dan before the 2013 opener and said, Kirk Cousins is going to be my starting quarterback, not only not only in the opener, but this year. And if you don't like it, fire me, period. But he didn't do it, right? Jay takes over. He's got to make Robert work and realizes it's not going to work. Everybody comes in. Try, and now this guy comes in. Is it's got to make you know? It's got to at least say, yeah, I like I, I like him. I think we, I'm going to give him a shot. We're going to give him a chance to develop. He's going to get a shot. When they all know deep down, that's not the right answer. The right answer 
I mean, I guess taking the money, you know, in a situation like Gruden was in is, is the right answer. The right answer is no. I've watched the tape. I've talked to people. He's not the guy. We're not wasting any time here. This is pro ball. All right. This is this is the this is the big leagues here. You don't know what you're talking about. I do. We're not going with that guy. But none of them have done it, except for Marty, I guess. Ron Rivera, you would have thought, would have had the leverage to have done that. Yeah. I mean, he would have he would have been in demand uh, as an off season coach. No doubt. Uh, and uh, he could have said, you know, I mean, maybe he didn't think so at the time. No, who, who, I mean, I'm not sure. Look, I'm sorry. Uh, he seems like a very nice guy. I'm very sympathetic and pull for him a thousand percent uh, as to what he's going through. But he's a little bit all over the place. He may not have. He may have had a totally different idea when he took this job. He may have thought that Dwayne was the guy. I don't think so. No, I'm I'm convinced of it. You don't bench somebody. Uh, you don't demote somebody to third string four games, 262 snaps into it if you actually had legitimate belief that this was a possibility. Well, maybe to, to know Dwayne is not to love Dwayne. Well, uh, look, I, I'm not saying that he didn't look at Dwayne and say, like he said yesterday, guy's got a big arm, big kid, did some nice things. Remember, he was complimentary about him you know, in the Detroit game, you know, and he challenged him in the offseason and he got in shape and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that, you know, he was a hundred percent convinced, but I think the strong lean between him and Turner, at least after a couple of the toss arounds in training camp, was eh, this isn't the answer. And I just wish that somebody would have the stones to stand up to the owner and say, You've hired me and you're paying me to turn this around. I know you drafted him. I know he went to a high school that you're really fond of. I know that you're fond of the kid and, you know, the big, um, you know, the big draft night party and the clothing line and all the other stuff. And you think he's a wonderful kid. And by the way, I've heard really good things about him, too. I'm, I'm being a little bit sarcastic there. But even Cooley, who was not a fan of him coming out of Ohio State, got a chance to know Dwayne last year and said over and over again, he likes the kid. Like nobody has said that they dislike him. Um, but somebody's got to have the stones at some point just to say, no, we're not doing this. It's a waste of everybody's time. You know, I got a guy, he, your, his statistics look shitty, but he can run our offense and we think he could be potentially a starter in the league in Kyle Allen. But if he isn't, we're using this year to develop him. We think he's got a bigger upside. We're going to use this year to develop and learn whether or not he's the right guy. And I don't know. I bottom line is um, a, a benching is one thing. A demotion to third string means it's over. And if you that's come a, to the conclusion, that's a burial. if you that's a it's burial. a burial. If you come to the conclusion after 262 snaps and four games, then you felt this way. You were predisposed to feeling you know feeling like this was a possibility along long before this happened. I think so, but I mean, I think when he had good, he he took the job. It's very possible. I think this guy is is a little bit erratic in his thinking. Uh, I mean, I think he's a little bit inconsistent and erratic. I don't think <laughs> so. I think it, it's it's very possible that when he took the job, he believed that Dwayne could be the guy, uh, and he has since changed his mind. Two things. Uh, 
what kind of impact would there be or do you expect any impact of a Haskins and Haskins pushback? So I had Sean Springs on the show this morning, the radio show, and I would urge anybody that um, you know that hasn't listened to it to, to just go to the team980.com and to the podcast there on the uh, website and listen to my interview with Sean Springs. Sean, for those of you who don't know, is a real friend of the Haskins family. He's been a mentor of Dwayne since Dwayne was young. And, um, you know, I said, you know, how, how's he doing? And he said, you know, he, he was surprised, you know, he was surprised. And I said, how will he handle it? Will you tell him, will you give him advice on how to handle it? And he said, my advice to him is you got to take the high road. You've, you know, you've got to take the high road on this. You've got to be there every day. You got to show up on time. You got to do what they ask you to do. You got to be a good teammate because the word spreads in this league and how he handles this may, you know, really influence the next opportunity he gets, which is really good advice for anybody. Yeah, but I'm ta- I'm not just talking about the kid. You're talking about the I'm agent talking, and, the, and the family? The agent, the family, the owner. The whole Haskins parade. <laughs> the, the owner. Well, the owner, according to, to, to Riverboat, said he's all behind Riverboat's decision. Yeah, but how, how, how many phone calls is the owner going to get from his Bullis buddies, uh, the, the Bullis alumni mafia or whatever oh, you call it? Well, let me just let me, let me clue you in on that. He's not going to get any calls from the Bullis alumni because I don't think no, anybody he- knows him. Um, from there, I'm not sure that there are a bunch of pals uh, okay. that he's got there. Um, and so and, you don't expect a pushback. Well, I, I mean, Mulligetta, the agent, remember, tweeted out on Sunday night about Rappaport's oh, thing. You know, basically yeah. throwing Dwayne's weapons under the bus. Everybody else, you know, really, he's got limited weapons on offense, and it's his, and and he's got to play well. I think was the uh, tweet. Um, and I wonder whether or not, you know, uh, Riverboat was asked about uh, that. You, you saw that answer, right? No. Riverboat was asked in the press conference yesterday, Ron was asked about, um, you know, some the, the agent, you know, and whether or not the, the, he what he thought of, of the what the agent said. And he said, I'm, I'm looking for the exact quote. Here it is. Um, uh, he... he I can't find the exact quote. He basically said, well, Kyle's going to have the same opportunity to work with that same limited supporting cast, which was a good line. <laughs> you know, I'm looking for, oh, yeah, um, here it is, you know, on on the Mulugeta, the, the agent for Dwayne Haskins, who, who basically questioned everything surrounding Dwayne. This was on Sunday. He, Ron said, quote, well, it'll be the same thing for Kyle. Kyle will have the same guys out there. He'll have the same unfair shake. We'll see how it goes. That's the thing everybody has to understand. We are who we are. The players we have are the players we have. Those are the guys we're going to play. The thing we've got to understand is there's one primary position that touches the ball in every play. What we're hoping to do is develop a young quarterback. We get to a certain point where you say, wow, he's not getting it right now. We can continue to put him out there or, wow, look at the situation we have in our next four games. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, he also said um, he also indicated that he's heard some of the the criticism 
uh, about Dwayne and then, you know, was thrown off yesterday about, well, was four games enough? And he said, you know, I'm looking at what's happened. It's funny because everything I've seen and been told is that everybody talks about him not doing this or not doing that. Um, and now I decided to do this and, and wow, you know, Hey Ron, don't worry about what anybody else says. You know, don't worry about, you know, what the fans say or what the media is saying about Dwayne or whatever. We're, we're trusting in your evaluation here. He really did acknowledge that he, you know, he was getting questions about what, was it enough time to evaluate Dwayne? And he's saying, well, you know, I was hearing from people that was, that were saying, you got to make the movie. Hasn't been very good. I, I I, the, the that that press conference, God bless him, because he's fighting, man. He's fighting. I know, I and, know he is. And I and I just want you know the best for him because I know b- based on everything that's been said out there and people you know in that business, they all like him. He is a decent person that is well liked and well respected. You just hope it works out for him. But man, was that was that press conference a bit of a train wreck? Well, I think there will be pushback from Haskins and Haskins that will that will cause uh, anything from a ripple to a, a, a tidal wave of damage how? within the organization. How? I don't know how, but there always is. Ron's already Here, Ron's already organization. There always is. Ron has the, already the, dug the his heels in when there's be, been some would, criticism like the the timeouts. I know that the opposite would be. The, the long shot that there'll be no pushback from outside uh, or or from from the owner. The opposite would be the, would be the long shot. So there will be. Okay, are we going to go the, the whole scenario that you accurately pointed out of every time the owner has handcuffed the football people with a quarterback that they really didn't want or couldn't work with for one reason or another. Are we looking at that again next year in the draft? Oh, God. If we do, there's another opportunity for Ron and Kyle Smith and anybody else to say, if you force us to do this, we quit. Period. You, you, can't, you can't continue to do that. Now, look, I'm sure there are people out there saying to themselves, really, Sheehan? For eight million a year? No, really? Is that? Oh, you like him? Oh, yeah. No, I like him too. I mean, so people have been in that situation before, and I understand that to a certain degree. But again, we're doomed if that's the case. We're doomed if he comes in on draft night and says, "This guy from North Carolina, uh, North Dakota State, you know, uh, uh, Trey Lance. They, they, you guys like him, right? I like him a lot." I mean, we can't we can't have that anymore. I mean, look, there's a possibility by the time we get there, he won't even be the owner. Yes. You know, so there's that hope. Um, And really, uh, as I mentioned before, that's sort of the only hope. I I do. I do wish. I I hope you're wrong about a public Haskins and Haskins pushback. You know, I've noticed and I've actually checked a couple of times since yesterday. He has not tweeted once. You know, not once has, has Simba 7 tweeted. Um, maybe, by the way, we're going to have a different jersey number. Will Joe's jersey number go back to being protected? <laughs> um, uh, the He hasn't tweeted once. I think his interviews this year have re- been reflective of, of a kid that's grown a little bit. Um, 
I, I'm actually I'm rooting. I'm not talking about the kid. Uh, I'm talking about the people around. Yeah, but the kid, the kid, the, the people around the kid have gotten to the kid before, and we've seen that you know manifest itself in social media, and in yeah, and Jersey gonna, numbers. They're, all it's going to take is Kyle Allen to have a, a mediocre outing for those voices to be in his in his head again. <laughs> That's true. That's all it's going to take. Kyle Allen, I mean, they, Sunday against the Rams, three interceptions, two fumbles, 37-10. to 10, And here comes H&H. Oh, boy. Yes. And Mulugeta and the whole crew. And by the way, Dan's, Dan's in the locker room walking right by Kyle, uh, Kyle <laughs> Allen to seek out Dwayne, who's in civvies, because he didn't even dress for the game. To tell him, don't worry about it. You're going to get back in there soon. Oh, Dan, imagine that my one. buddy Dan. Hi, how you doing? Come <laughs> over here and sit by me, Dan. <laughs> uh, the only person so far in the organization that's allowed to call him Dan is the quarterback. If you, if you guys don't think that that is a red flag, you know, when he's last year talking about Dan told me not to go back into the game. <laughs> I mean, and the head coach that he hires is Mr. Snyder, Mr. Snyder, sir, sir, sir. I mean, come on, people. I mean, we're, we're, we're all, you know, we've, we've got enough life experience to know that something's wrong there. Um, but I'm hopeful that Dwayne listens to Sean, continues to mature, and I think, I think I've heard that in these press conferences, and takes the high road. Um, I think the team should absolutely try to trade him now and not wait until the offseason. I think that they should try to trade him before the trade deadline. What are you going to get for him? It's a really good question. I'll answer that right after uh, this word from one of our sponsors. I was just thinking, um, it, can you imagine if Kyle Allen goes out Sunday and just is horrible? I mean, you know, the four picks, the couple of fumbles, they get blown out, and Alex Smith comes in and he can barely move around, (laughs) you know, and so they just start calling handoffs because Ron's in protection mode at the end. I mean, can you imagine what it'll be like on Monday? And by the way, they're playing the Rams. The Rams have beaten three NFC East opponents, so... You know, I'm not sure that they're they're as good as their record indicates, but still, um, it could happen. And this defense, oh, listen, Kevin, not that it could happen, it will happen. <laughs> this will happen, Kevin. He, Kyle Allen, could be sacked six times in this game. He was sacked I mean, seven times against Washington last year in Riverboat's last game as Carolina's coach. Well, this could be a repeat of that. I mean, the Rams are going to come uh, with everything they've got on their pass rush. I mean, there, there's there, there's not three players on the Washington football, uh, football team's offensive line together who can stop Aaron Donald. So, I mean, of, of all games, yeah, of all I mean, games. You know, I know people expect <laughs> them to, to lose this game. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, I think, look, I think it's almost a guarantee that Kyle Allen has the worst has the worst performance of any Washington quarterback this year. I mean, remember where you heard it this game. Yeah. Um, I think that they should be really active in trying to deal Dwayne uh, before the trade deadline. And, and there there's there's one team in particular to me that really stands out as a possibility. Um, I think Mike Tomlin and Pittsburgh 
and behind Ben Roethlisberger would be a great place for Dwayne. And an organization that is solid, I mean, I know they've got Mason Rudolph there, you know, um, and maybe, you know, may, may, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Mason Rudolph fan. I would love to see a guy like Tomlin and, you know, Roethlisberger and let him sit behind Ben the last two years and, and get an opportunity. That would be a perfect spot for him to be in. I think he needs he needs somebody that will really be there to push him and to develop him and to encourage him. He hasn't had that there here, obviously. Um that would be the spot. What could they get for him? I don't know, man. You know, this is the thing. You know, that 2019 draft, a lot of teams did not have him as a first round pick on their board. You know, yeah. this this was the thing we sort of learned after the fact. Now, a lot of teams did have a first-round grade on him. Hell, Carolina, according to, to, to Ron, had a first-round grade on him. I think in that tra- draft, if you go back to that draft, you know, remember, why did Washington have a chance at Dwayne at, at, at 15? Well, they had a chance at, at him at 15 because the Giants took Daniel Jones, you know, after Kyler Murray went one overall. And then the teams that were thought to be teams that might draft a developmental quarterback, Pittsburgh at 10, didn't take him. Green Bay at 12, and it would have been developmental, didn't take him. Miami, who had a quarterback need, didn't take him at 13. And so what was clear is that you know, and by the way, Pittsburgh, if I recall, um, was in that spot because of Denver. Denver needed a quarterback. Denver ended up taking, you know, Drew Locke in the next round. But Denver didn't like him enough to take him that high. Um, and then what was to come afterwards would have been, um, I'm trying to think, and I'm just pulling it up here, would have been, uh, where were the Chargers? Because the Chargers were thought to potentially be in the market. They were at 28. Um so they were a little bit further down the list in terms. Oh, Denver ended up at twenty. So maybe Denver would have taken him at tw- taken him at twenty. That would have been a real red flag had Washington not taken him. Had they taken somebody else, whether it was Brian, uh, whether it was um, uh, Brian Burns or, or Montez Sweat there. Uh, and then if Denver had passed on a quarterback there because they desperately needed a quarterback. Anyway, the point is is that. You're not going to get a first for him. You're not going to get a second rounder for him either because it's a distress sale. You know, you benched him to third. If you'd benched him to backup, you may have not hurt, you know, uh, you may not have sent the signal that obviously got sent, which is he's he's not our guy. Um, could you get a third for him, a conditional third? Absolutely. That's what I really? think. Yeah. Okay. I think a, a conditional third. There are there have to be several teams out there, more than one anyway, that looks at his talent and says, "I think we can sit him behind this guy for a while." You know, maybe Detroit. You know, we can sit him behind Matt Stafford for the next you know two or three years. Stafford's still too young. That wouldn't be that necessarily the spot. Um, anyway, that's what I would think. Could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, y- you don't think he? I am absolutely one hundred percent convinced he will not be here in twenty twenty one unless Ron's not here in twenty twenty one. So if it goes terribly with Allen and 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 Kai and uh, and Alex Smith 
and the owner says, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, this is – sorry, Ron. I really liked the coach-centric idea a year ago, but we're going to move on. I don't think that'll happen. I'm not predicting that at, at all. All I'm saying is, to me, the only reason he would be here next year is if Ron isn't. Yeah, I don't think he'll be here next year. Uh, I mean, I just I, – I don't say – one thing, Snyder does not have a history – of firing coaches or, or, I mean, or basically, I mean, you know, as, as, as meddlesome as he is, he's not, he has not have a record of being meddlesome enough to walking in to a respected coach's office after one year and saying, we're not going to do it your way anymore. We're going to do it my way. Well, he did that with Marty Schottenheimer. Well, he just fired Schottenheimer. Yeah. He just fired him. Well, I he mean, gave Marty no. He gave Marty the option of not being the, the the GM, right, and staying on his coach, but with him and Vinny taking over the the personnel and bringing Vinny right. back. He gave him that option, and Marty said no. Okay, well, uh, that's true. Which was the right uh, call by Marty, obviously. Yeah, it, it was obviously. I just don't see anything. I, don't, I just don't see Snyder. Snyder's too devious and gutless to make to have that kind of confrontation. He he will. He will exert his influence in small, uh, devious, deceitful ways, uh, <laughs> and, and he'll take his time doing it. Uh, he wouldn't have the guts to confront Ron Rivera over over anything like this. So uh, not in this not in this environment. Look, no. like you said, didn't you say to me a week or so ago? He's probably not even – I mean, he's got so many issues right now, so yeah. many that yes. that how can he be, you know, really super intimately involved in this? And he did, you know, less than a year ago, you know, say happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and announce all the research he had done on a coach-centric system and how Ron was the right guy to take over the organization and change the culture. Because that terrible guy, Bruce Allen, who's fucked everything up for, for us the last 10 years, he's gone now. He was the problem. He's gone. And now we've got Ron here. <laughs> but he may be busy and he may have a thousand things he's dealing with to try to survive as owner. Yeah. But come Sunday... He'll be in the owner's box at Ghost Town Field, and he'll notice that there's a new quarterback behind center. <laughs> you think you he'll know? notice? He'll notice that. <laughs> and after the seventh sack and the second exception, he'll notice, wait a minute. Yeah. What is this? Uh, so while he may be consumed with, with uh, all the issues off the field, they're playing football now. And he's not going to lose sight of that. I came up with two other teams. Vegas for John Gruden, although probably not. Um, and Indianapolis behind Phillip Rivers. Jacoby Brissett's behind him. But so, uh, veteran guys with good coaches, like Frank Reich would be, if he were interested in him, would be really interesting. Hell, the Rams would be interesting with a guy like Sean McVay. They don't really have a backup to Jared Goff. Um, now, <laughs> is, is Urban Meyer advising Dan Snyder? Remember, we heard that he was. Yes. Wonder what that conversation's like. Urban Meyer has 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 publicly talked about how to handle Dwayne. Uh, and uh, I think he said that you got to challenge him. What are the odds, and a caller um, 
suggested that this was a test of Dwayne. And I said, oh, what, like Louis Gossett Jr. and and Mayo, you know, Richard Gere, an officer and a gentleman? Like he's just beating him down to build him back up? And he said, yeah, that's what I think's going on right here. You know, Ron's a, mil- a military guy, and and I think there's zero chance that that's happening right now. Um, I don't think there's zero chance. Really? I don't think I think I think they're, that, they're, they're waiting. They want to see how he'll respond to all this. I think there's a slim chance. Okay. I think there's a slim chance. I would wager um, a lot of money that he is not on this roster for the 2021 season, and I would wager some money with some good odds that he's gone by the trade deadline. And I think, by the way, and I asked Sean Springs this. I said, all right, you know, I, I said, cut, let's cut to the chase here. Do you think he's on the roster in 2021? And he said. And he basically said, uh, the fact that he was benched to the third string and inactive, yeah, I, I think that the chances are pretty good that he's not going to be on the roster. <clears throat> so um, I would think that Dwayne and his people, I would think that H&H um, has gone to Ron and, and Dan and said, look, obviously they don't want me. Uh, trade me. You know, let me get to a place where somebody, where I have somebody that wants me. And you know what? Oh, they're, they're a long way from that. They've, they've got, they've got a lot of hell to raise before they get to that point. Um, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, have, I don't, I don't know have, anything. I would bet, I would bet that that conversation, if it hasn't taken place already, is very close to taking place. Look well, it, I'm sure that the marketing plan for H&H included being the hometown hero not the hero in detroit tommy he's not going to be the hometown hero here so i know that but you have to let the anger play out first <laughs> why get, okay before, what well, for, for entertainment purposes well i'm just telling you human nature the anger is going to play out before they say okay all right how can we what can we do to move on there's a lot of anger that needs to play out. And if Kyle Allen plays poorly, that anger will continue to play out. Well, what you're going to see, okay, let me, okay, so, so let's take that a step further. What you're going to see, and there have already been a, several columns and several pundits, you know, popping up the statistics of Daniel Jones versus Dwayne Haskins, you know, of other quarterbacks that were Hall of Fame quarterbacks in their first, you know, 11 starts versus Dwayne's. That's what they're going to start doing. They're going to give you the whole, well, statistically he's better than this guy, and statistically his first 11 games were – so they're wrong. That's not what we're talking about here, people. We're not talking about his performance on the field, which was up and down. We're talking about a new group here that does not believe that it's worth their time to invest in finding out whether or not he can do this. They've come to a conclusion that it's not worth to continue wasting time and investing time in the Dwayne Haskins business. No numbers are going to convince them. They've dealt with him every single day and in every single meeting, and right now they're in charge as much as anybody can be in charge here. Here's here's a question that I, I thought of even before the benching, uh, before the burial, I should call it. Uh, you <laughs> that's know, a, is that some, your that's your column, right? No, no the burial no, knows, and we got a long way between now and Sunday. Okay. Who knows what could my column could right. be? Uh, but uh, I mean, the question that publicly hasn't been raised, but has to be considered, is 
did they look at the situation and just simply say, and this is logical, we can do better? Well, yeah. We can, we can do better than this guy. This guy may be okay, but we can do better. I, I mean, aren't we sort of saying the same thing? I mean, no, that's a diff- that's a different thing. That, that's like I, that's not an, as much as an indictment of Dwayne as it is that to say that you know why should we settle for a guy who who's you know middle of the pack? We can do better. Okay, well, I think that they definitely feel that way, but in terms of the indictment of Dwayne, it came when they said we got fifty-two other guys that deserve better. <laughs> You know, we've got guys standing on the sidelines. Oh, the that tortured, are... the tortured Washington football <laughs> yeah. players carrying the burden of all those losing seasons. Oh my God! How can they live? How can they cash <laughs> their checks? But, Such a terrible thing. But if it was just a, a matter of we can do better, I don't think they'd be talking about. I got 52 guys here that are that deserve better. I got sidelines. I'm coming back and they're frustrated about the quarterback. You know, it's it's more than that. Uh, I mean, it's all of it because they obviously think they can do better. I mean, that's that's a given in in this conversation. You, you don't. This guy doesn't go from starter to inactive with a guy that's got drop foot that will play in front of him who had a leg that we all saw looked like it was ravaged by jaws and if 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 it's just about eh, we might be able to do better than him no they don't they don't think they can do anything with him he's not a guy that they want to spend one more minute investing any practice time or reps in the only way you'll get to that is if they're unable to deal him or if Dan says, no, we're not dealing him in season. And you get a bunch of injuries and he's forced back in there. It really is amazing that the owner blew a 15th round draft, a 15th, 15th pick at a first it's round. It's not that amazing. It really is. Uh, it's I mean, not. Jer- it is Jerry, the- Jerry's been involved in drafts and – you know, other owners have been, you know, have, have had an influence. It's just that this guy has a 21-year track record of loserville, and he just hasn't learned anything because, as we've said many times, when you are that clueless and you are that, you know, um, stubborn and self-absorbed to a certain degree, it can't be your fault, and it's never been his fault. We, we've talked about this for years now. It's always somebody else's fault. It was Zorn's fault. It was Mike's fault. It was now recently Bruce's fault. It's never been his fault. He never, he doesn't understand why anybody would think it's his fault. He, he just wants to win, Tommy. Yeah, that's right. He just wants, it'll that's do right. anything. Well, no, he, he, it's, uh, and I and my, one of my favorite lines of the uh, of Cooley's of the last several years is that Bruce was Dan's attempt at being a good owner, bringing in a guy with an NFL resume, a guy that was a team executive for a real organization, not Vinny Serrato, um, and that that you know Bruce would be able to run it, and Dan would and Dan did you know for the most part have a different role over the last ten years than he did during the first ten years, but. He was involved enough to screw things up enough, like the RG3 relationship and picking RG3 over, you know, a borderline Hall of Fame coach. And oh, by the way, three other future 
coaches in the NFL who, who all basically left town because he picked RG3 uh, over that coaching staff. Um, and, you know, walking in on draft night and saying, I know you guys worked all year to put this draft board together, but I don't like your draft board. I like this guy. I My son knows him, and he went to a school, and he's local, and he's really good. I watched a lot of Ohio State games this year. He threw 50 touchdown passes and picked him. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, uh, let me tell you real quickly about MyBookie.ag because MyBookie.ag is the place where you should be thinking about wagering on tonight's Tampa Bay-Chicago game, and I'm going to give you some more information on that here momentarily. Um, but uh, MyBookie.ag is giving out all sorts of, of opportunities, not just if you use my promo code KevinDC will they match your deposit up to 100%, all the way up to $1,000, meaning that if you open up your account with 400 bucks, they're going to give you an extra $400 to play with. Um, use my promo code, Kevin DC. But they've got a contest right now, a $100,000, what they're calling Super Contest, which only requires a $10 entry fee. They give away $5,000 in cash prizes each month. So if you've got a place already, use my bookie to compare lines. If you don't have a place, open up an account at MyBookie because they're going to give out fair lines, fair pricing, and they're going to incent you by you know by essentially giving you a 100% deposit match all the way up to $1000. mybookie.ag and use my promo code Kevin DC. By the way, I was on mybookie.ag the other day in their online casino and I would just give out some advice here, okay? Online casinos are not like live casinos because you can just sort of get wrapped up into playing blackjack and it seems like you've only been playing for 20 minutes, but then you look at your watch or you look at your phone and it's been three and a half hours (laughs) that you've been doing it and it's a lot of fun and they have a totally up and up online casino. Not all of them out there do. This one is totally fair. Um, They use the best software, back-end software in the business. Um, But just, you know, take carve out like 30 minutes to do it. And maybe put like a little timer that that reminds you a little – use your alarm on your iPhone and and, and set it for 30 minutes ahead so the alarm goes off and you're like, okay, it's time to go do something else now. That's the advice I would give. Uh, I like the the Bears tonight. Not smell test enough uh, like, but they're catching three and a half in the Thursday night game against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That is actually a good Thursday night game tonight. The Bears at Soldier Field catching three and a half tonight against the Bucs. I'd lean Bears in the game. Uh, That would be not a smell test pick. Smell test won last week for the first time this year, seven and five. It's not a smell test pick, but it is a – it would be a strong lean. I think I'm going to personally play the Bears. And I like the uh, the Buccaneers as a team. Love the Bucs as a team. By the way, this Titans-Bills game, Tommy, Sunday is in big trouble with the additional t- uh, COVID yeah. tests for, for Tennessee. Tennessee's, yeah. Tennessee's season is in big trouble right now. Great yes. start to, to a season. But uh, they're going to be one of these teams that probably plays 12, 13 games when all is said and done. Yes. Kevin, I don't want this thing to you know last for two days, but the Post, uh, Les Carpenter just came out with a story that says uh, uh, basically inside the team's practice facility, momentum for the move had been growing. A person with knowledge of the situation said 
in part because Haskins had fallen into poor study and practice habits. The person said Haskins' lack of preparation was hurting him in games, leading to overthrown passes and missed opportunities to hit open receivers. The concerns represented a departure from the effort Haskins had shown in winning the starting job during training camp, for which he had drawn praise from Rivera. Something seemed to happen to Haskins after winning the job, the person familiar with the situation said, and his work habits deteriorated. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, I think it was clear that this was not about the four games and the no. and the snaps, that there was something there that they didn't like that was happening during the week. It's what Mike told me on the radio show yesterday, Shanahan. He said, if he gets benched, and it was before we, we learned that he was benched, it's not because of the stuff you're seeing in the games on Sunday. It's because of stuff that's happening during the week. It's the things that, that are important to the coaches during the week that they're not seeing. And, you know, he was right sounds like based on carpenter's reporting yes um yeah i'll read this is there anything about uh it, they're gonna move on from him that's what that's the next story i'm i'm waiting for you know are, I, I i haven't read that far into the story okay um so. look remember last year when he was the backup they said that he wasn't committed enough and then when he became starter he became much more committed this year uh, once he got the starting job, he became less committed. So, yeah. you know, according to the reporting, look, that's a problem. You know, the guy has talent. He's got flaws, but he's got talent. But it's so much more than, you know, ripping off your shirt and shooting yourself in a YouTube video, throwing, you know, toss arounds with Terry McLaurin and Antonio Brown down in Florida you know, and showing what great shape you're in. How many times have we heard from football people, you know, Shannon, Mike said this many years, it is about being able to process. It, the guys that end up having long careers in the league, you know, it's great to have the athleticism and the arm talent and all of that and the throwing with accuracy and throwing with anticipation, but the guys that can't process pre-snap and post-snap quickly – will never, ever be, you know, long-term starting quarterbacks in the league. You know, it's just not that's, – that's the deal. And by the way, that's not an indication of whether or not he's smart enough to do it, but you've got to be committed to studying and learning how to do it. And that's – you know, that's why certain guys are in the league that people look at and say, yeah, they're, they're just okay. Cousins is a perfect example. What do people love about Cousins? He's able to process very quickly pre-snap and post-snap and know exactly where to go with it and get it out quickly. Um, oh, God, I probably shouldn't have injected Cousins no, into, into this conversation. There you go. You were doing so good. Uh, I was doing so that. well. I was doing so well. You um, know, uh, here's a prediction. Yeah. We're going to see Alex Smith sooner than you think. I think you might be right. I can't believe in that. Fact, I'm saying that. I just can't fact, believe it. I think you'll see him on Sunday. Why? Because they're going to bench Allen? Uh, I think circumstances may bench Allen. What, like he doesn't play well? Uh, or he he's not physically able to continue for some reason. What are, you, what are you talking about? Do you know something? Did somebody just... No, 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 no. Uh-oh, somebody just told you that he's not healthy. No. 
No, no, no. That's not not at all. Not at all, Kevin. I tell you the truth. Okay. If, well, if that was the case, I mean, let me ask. I I, do, I, so, I just think that he's he's gonna he's gonna be damaged goods. So can, under, uh, uh, playing against the Rams defense. So consider this for a moment. Just consider this for a moment. Let's just say that some of what people think about this situation is that. They want to get to Alex Smith, and for right now, you know, they're hesitant to put him in right now, maybe against the Rams for for Aaron Donald reasons, um, and that Kyle Allen's nothing more than a bridge to Alex Smith. I mean, well, then let's just start Alex Smith Sunday. I, I what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Kevin? <laughs> I don't know. Can I just mention one thing about Kyle Allen? Because I, when they traded for him, and, and a couple of people remembered this and they tweeted it to me, and it's true. I said, I think Kyle Allen can play. Now, I think he's a backup in the NFL, but I think he can play. And there were games last year um, when he started some of those games last year that we, when I watched, and the, the one game that sticks out more than any other was this game against the Packers in in November at Lambeau where it started snowing in the first quarter. It was one of those beautiful snow games at Lambeau. And by the time we got to the second half, the field's covered and the snow's coming down hard. And I'm watching this team. Um, and they had won. Kyle Allen took over from Newton after Newton was, was injured and done in week three. And they won four games in a row under Allen. And then they went and faced San Francisco, the best defensive team that they had faced during that stretch. And he was terrible. San Francisco, like they did to a lot of people, beat them up, beat him up. He threw three interceptions. I think he fumbled once in the game. And they got beat 51-14, to I think it was. Then they beat Tennessee. He started 5-1. and one, And then they had this big game. At Green Bay, Carolina's got a good record. Green Bay's got a good record. It starts snowing. And I remember this game um, in part because I, I I had the Panthers in this game. And, you know, he's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got Greg Olson. He's got DJ Moore. He's got Curtis Samuel. He's got more weapons than probably he has right now. He was really, you know, at times really good and tough. Like, he created a lot. He made a lot of plays. Like, he is different than than Dwayne. He is an extend-the-play guy. By the way, he's not tiny, even though he runs around and he looks smaller. He's 6'3", 215, 220. And for those that don't know anything about Kyle Allen, he was a five-star guy coming out of high school. Like, he was one of these, you know, top high school quarterbacks, Rivals.com, ESPN.com, one of the top, what they refer to as pro-style quarterbacks, not athletes. You know, when you if you follow recruiting, when it comes to the quarterback category, there's like in the quarterback category, there's like you know um, drop back or pro style, and then athlete. You know, and it it it, 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 it distinguishes between the guy that's going to be more of a zone read guy and more of a drop back guy. Kyle Allen was a drop back pro style guy. He committed to Texas A and M. Um, you know, and then they brought in Kenny Hill, the guy from TCU, Kenny, the thrill Hill that they brought in. Uh, and then you had a coaching change. He transferred to Houston. Anyway, he didn't get drafted and he, he, he signed with Carolina because he met Scott Turner and Scott Turner liked him. And he thought there was an opportunity there to back up and learn from Camwell. You know, he played a game at the end of his rookie year in 2018, uh, end of the year, beat, beat New Orleans when New Orleans had benched everybody because they had already clinched a playoff berth. And then last year got his real opportunity. And that Green Bay game, Tommy, there were 
it was a really good football game. They went for a fourth. They went for a, a a last second, you know, touchdown at the end of the half instead of kicking a field goal at like the two yard line. Riverboat Ron went for it, and they didn't get it. Um, and then uh, at the end of the game, they they were still in it, down eight, and had a chance. And he's running around trying to make plays. I, I was impressed by him. But then, you know, the season went south for him, and he became a turnover machine. And he became a guy that when you watched him, panicked a lot. Like in in the Washington game, if you recall, he got sacked like seven times against us last year. Um, And they got blown out a bunch down the stretch, and they replaced him with Will Greer, the the guy from West Virginia. Um, Anyway, I think he can do some things. I think he can play. And I think Scott Allen, uh, Scott Turner thinks he can play. But – Maybe this is just the bridge to Alex Smith. Maybe you're right. Who knows? Maybe this is uh, Scott Turner's Colt McCoy. Maybe it's Scott Turner's Colt McCoy. <laughs> oh, boy. Won't that be fun? Why don't you go introduce yourself to old Kyle Allen and tell him how much you like him and tell him that you're going to be his media advocate. <laughs> no, these relationships have to happen organically, Kevin. <laughs> I know. All right. You got anything else? No, I actually I gotta go because there's a fly in the room and it's really bothering. <laughs> well, maybe it'll land on your head. All right, so. see ya. Uh, thanks, right, everybody. Back tomorrow, Football Friday. Cooley will be with me.